So here's the problem. We got into yoga for peace and tranquility and then tried to make it our livelihood and lifestyle. We became students, teachers, studio owners, or retreat center builders. Then we realized it's still not that easy. Welcome to Dharmify with Hargobind. I'm your host. Here, I'll share the systems, tools, tips, and stories to bring the lessons of yoga into our chaotic lives. What's up, everybody? It's Hargobin. I want to talk about relationships in regards to entrepreneurism because it's come up a couple times with a few clients of mine where one of one person in the relationship is the entrepreneur and the other person in the relationship is working in a stable company. And there's certain characteristics of entrepreneurs versus st- stable companies that have to be understood amongst both partners. And if they're not, will create tremendous amounts of conflict that will not only ruin the relationship, but also negatively impact both of your businesses. And the most important thing to think about is business has a life cycle. And entrepreneurs are at the beginning of the life cycle, which means that they are raising babies. And entrepreneurs are raising babies because they have no structure, they have no customers, they have no products, they have no marketing, and they're starting from scratch. And all of the same skills and techniques that you need to raise a baby apply to the beginning stages of entrepreneurism. If you're in a stable company taking home a stable paycheck, you're in a mature company. And the maturity of that company allows for regular hours, human resource department, division of labor, adult things like health insurance, and paid vacation and time off. That's what mature companies do. Entrepreneurial companies don't get that luxury. You don't get time off. You don't get set hours. You don't get human resources. You don't get infrastructure and support. You build that. You create it. At the beginning stages of entrepreneurism, it is a baby that is crying, that is stinky, and really requires tremendous amounts of labor to keep alive. And you can't go to that baby and say, hey, You can only cry between the hours of nine and five because the rest of the time I want to spend time with my husband or my wife. No, the baby's going to cry when the baby wants your attention. And you as the entrepreneur need to get out of bed and go take care of the baby. And if you're a partner of an entrepreneur, that's kind of what you guys signed up for. And if you're not on board with having a baby with your partner, then you need to have some real relationship discussions. If your partner is the entrepreneur, then you need to treat them like a parent raising a kid. Compassion, faith, belief, trust, all of those altruistic characteristics that are hard to deal with. Why would you have a baby? as an entrepreneur? Why would you start off at the beginning stages of business? 
because babies are awesome. Raising kids is amazing. Taking something from nothing and creating it is so rewarding. Why would you not do that is the real question. And if you're of the mindset that wants to contribute something to the world, that wants to paint your own canvas, create your own reality, walk in the creations of your mind, you can't do that in a stable company. Someone else already earned that respect that raised the baby that you could be, benefit from by joining a, a stable stage of the business. So there's a certain stripe, a certain savage, a certain energy to the kind of person that can take a business from nothing and turn it into something. There's a swagger to it. And you can get paid. You can actually create something where you can get paid for future earnings. People that go into stable companies never get that luxury. I think they have done studies, though. And the studies do show that people that work a steady corporate uh, white collar business and raise to the executive level level generally succeed and make more money than entrepreneurs. So there is a certain risk factor of raising a baby from the beginning stages of it. Now, you know, my bias, my bias is obviously with the entrepreneurs. Because I don't think you'll ever get the satisfaction of creation, which is so human, that you get when you build your own business. But if you, if you think that your partner is in a, should be in a stable business, but they're in an entrepreneurial business at the beginning stages of it, you're all going to suffer tremendously. And so as the partner, you've got to, see the infrastructure that's getting built because the fruits of the labor don't happen one, two, three, four, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, even that you're building up to. And so what I keep running into with my clients is they have one partner is a corporate type and the other partner is the entrepreneur type. That level of conflict is so vicious and you, you, you have to, you just have to go walk in the other person's shoes. Take that little while to understand what stage of the life cycle you're in. More about the life cycle. So the beginning stage of the business is like a baby. Okay. You carry it. You push it. You put the energy in. You market it. You create the product. You do all the work. You get to the adolescent stage of the business and you start to get some feedback. The adolescent can start doing some things for itself. You can hire a couple of employees. You can delegate. You can start to hand off responsibilities to the teenager. But what happen, What do teenagers do once you give them responsibility? They throw the house party with the petty cash. And instead of making payroll and paying rent, they're out there smoking weed in the back and inviting over all their friends to eat all the food in the house. And so you have control issues. 
You have delegation issues, trust issues. You start to think, oh, I can't trust these teenagers because I'm the only one that knows how to do X, Y, Z in the business. Then you either regress and you're in a permanent state of childhood and you start to, you start to trust no one, work too hard and ultimately deliver too little. I have a specific client in mind that I'm thinking about that's in that exact stage. They're working so hard doing all of the things that they should be delegating. They're in the teenage stage of business. They're teenagers. How do you progress to adulthood? You delegate. You build systems. You give your people health insurance. You take care of them. You elevate. You spend a lot of your time inspiring and giving good feedback and leading by example and trusting people and focusing on your marketing and let other people deal with the actual delivery, the system, the systematized part of your business. That's a mature business. That's a highly functioning, mature adult that's pursuing just simple opportunities. There's balance here in a mature company. You take vacations. You do the things that adults are supposed to do. They take care of their families. These, these are the goal of small business is to mature to adulthood. Now, if you reach adulthood, the next stage is decline. And decline happens normally when, when the founders check out. Normally it's when you hand it over to the second generation. Those guys come in and think, Everything was, you know, everything was God given to them and they deserved it and have no perspective of the work and the the work ethic and energy that it took to get a real business from adolescent, from, from baby to, to adulthood. And so these people disrespect the business. They overspend, stop taking risks, stop being bold. They over-systematize. They democratize. So everybody's got an opinion all of a sudden because there was nobody who was actually there when the baby was born. And that's when the business starts to decline at that level. And it can happen even on the one level. You see it in the yoga world where people develop one style of yoga and then thought that that was going to carry them for the rest of their lives. And they never innovate. They never regenerate like the phoenix rising from the ashes and start to create new products. Or they taught, they learned Kundalini or Ashtanga or Bikram or, or one of the, they, they followed the coattails of the real entrepreneurs and visionaries and thought somehow that was going to carry them forever. Unlike what their teachers did, which was innovate and create and, and adapt to the times. And so the question is, what stage of the business are you at? Where are you in the life cycle and how do you get to perpetual regeneration in adulthood? That's the ultimate question. And the real answer comes by consistently creating phenomenal offers and then consistently attracting new and fresh blood and eyeballs into what you're doing. It's that simple. That's how you regenerate constantly. I don't care if you're a hundred million dollars, a billion dollars, or you're ten thousand dollars. It's the same life cycle. If you're the partner of an entrepreneur going through the life cycle, please 
put in some effort to understand the life cycle of the business. You might be fortunate to be in, in a business that reached adulthood through someone else's effort. And no disrespect to you, you're contributing as well. But it's a whole nother animal when you're, when you're willing to ride the full life cycle of a company. And the benefits are tremendous. Not too many of us get to leave a legacy and create something. And those people that come into businesses at adulthood, they never get the chance to make that legacy. Not in the business world, not in the creation of ideas world. You never get that. You support your partner, you support yourself, you fortify yourself with that strength and mindset that's required to go through the hard times. Then you get something amazing to look back on as, as you walk through time. I guarantee you it's the best feeling. It's, it's special. So that's what I got for you all today. You want more about value chain and life cycle and, 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 and maturing your business? Uh, I want you to come for my retreat wizard mastermind. We're gonna, we're gonna, fo we're gonna have some time to really focus on creating mature adult companies. That's what I got for you. I wish you all an awesome day. Please, if you if you enjoyed the podcast, I, I want you to um, uh, take a picture of this, put it in your stories, tag me, send me a note on Facebook, tell me what you like, or even follow me on TikTok. Uh, I, I'm on there. Have a beautiful night, y'all. Stay dharmified. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I think you'll love my book, Dharmified, a daily practice to get your mind right, your business tight, be a love light so you feel all right. It's available at amazon.com. Also, you want to learn more about Dharmify, try my course, Seven Days of Dharmify, which is available at dharmify.com. Finally, come visit me. Come see Casa Om Potomac. Come see Casa Om Mexico. I'll show you the best time. Lastly, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with someone that you love. Please leave me a comment. Send me a note on Facebook. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you want to hear more of. I'll be sure to get you the best I possibly can. I wish you all a beautiful day. Stay Dharmified.